have now tuned into Woman to Woman podcast. That's Woman, the number two woman podcast, a space where women share their stories, trials, and celebrate triumphs while taking listeners on a journey of faith, inspiration, motivation, love, and hope. At Woman to Woman, our motto is there is therapeutic value in shared stories. I'm your host, Denise Hanson Lawrence. Well, hello and welcome everyone to another recording of Women to Women podcast. I'm your host, Denise Hanksa Lawrence, and I'm excited that you have decided to join us on this journey and in this conversation. So I'm just going to go right into it today. I have a guest all the way from the UK in the house, and her name is Jackie Lawrence. Uh, same name, right? Lawrence. <laughs> so Jackie, uh, Jackie Lawrence is a mother, a grandmother and uh, a retired from social work since 2021. So I'll let Jackie talk a little bit about, about her and what she does. I invited Jackie on to be here because, and I'll talk a little bit more about that again too. So Jackie, go ahead and just say hello to the people today. Well, hi, hi, hello. I'm glad to be on here today. Um, right, who am I? As uh, Denise said, I'm a mother, grandmother and, um, I retired uh, from my social work job in 2021, but believe it or not, I'm working harder than ever. So I'm semi-retired. I'm also a, a counsellor. So um, I've been busy doing that work on, on a part-time basis, but I'm involved heavily in the church. Um, I'm involved in okay for my, my uh, elderly um, mother. So that takes a lot of time. I'm supporting, uh, um, the, the members of our church in the community so I'm busy busy very busy I have little free time um you know part of my role you know and my experience has been around working in a caring capacity in as a social worker quite clearly and then as a counsellor so um you know I, I love working with people I love supporting them and having them to grow like take it from one stage to the next and I'm feeling quite, you know, passionate about my role. And it's like taking people from, um, from passion to from pain to purpose. Is, right. Oh. Yeah, uh, is one of the things, oh dear. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Went. That's all right. Listen, this happens, right? <laughs> it's okay, Jackie. Yes. That's all right. When, so they awesome. see this, when they see yes. it on, on the video, they'll understand. It's okay. <laughs> wondering, like, what are they laughing at? So, Jackie, thank you so much for introducing yourself to our audience on today. Um, as I said earlier, I invited you on and we had this conversation via email as well as uh, in the chats. And it's because you and I share something in common, which is we're both authors and yes. we have been fortunate enough to be a part of the Navigating Life Anthology series. So I have a story in uh, book one and you are now in uh, series three of the Navigating Life Anthology, um, which was brought to us, of course, by it's the child, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the child of Claudine Reed, right? So we just want to give yes. to Claudine and her staff, her team that works so well with it. Divine Publishing with Camille Daly as well. And kudos to all the authors because like book one, two, 
Number three is also number one bestseller on Amazon. Yes, so yes, that's right. <laughs> I think by now we have over 30 plus women who are yes. authors of all part of series uh, that have been hit number one. And uh, we had the Navigating Life anthology in terms of health, loss, and grief. We had the emotions and so on. And you are now in which series? Tell us what is series uh, three title. It's navigating life, motherhood and change, and emotional roller coasters. Emotional roller coasters. When I saw that one, I was like, wait, I already wrote in book one. I should write in book three again. Do have a lot in common in there. And I want to get to your story because, like all the other authors, every one of us, we're definitely ambassadors of hope, sharing yes. and bringing hope to uh, this community of women. Uh, to empower and to inspire and just being transparent about our stories. Now, when you heard about uh, this series, what made you want it to be a part of it? You know, I think I was encouraged by the, the other women who had already been part of that. And as I was listening to their stories, I, think, I was thinking, I've got something I can share. Um, and something I feel may help other women. And um, it took a lot of courage because I'm someone who's always in the background. I'm never at the forefront. So, you know, um, I thought, can I do this? Can I do this? And I spoke to one of the other women, said, should Jackie, you can. And Cam was like, oh, I was going, oh. <laughs> anyway, another challenge for me was that my, my children didn't know the story. They were now 40 odd plus um, um, adults. And, uh, and the 30, my daughter 37, and the youngest was 30, 30. And um, I did know the story. And um, I felt I had to, before I could even begin to do it, I had to speak yeah. to them. Yeah. yeah. That's deep, um, right? When you're sharing a story, you have to, and it involves other parties. You have to be, you go through the, the process of, okay, how much do I share? Am I going to overshare? Are they prepared to hear stuff that, they probably live and experience, but don't even make that connection. So we'll get a little bit into that. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. And thank you for allowing, you know, getting to that place where you felt comfortable enough to share because I've read it and whew, mm. yeah. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that so our audience can hear on today and the title of it, uh, whew, navigating life your story is navigating life with a gambler yeah and living to life of a single parent that, that's like two things in one yeah navigating life of a gambler to life of a single parent right there we could tell obviously something happened here so we want to talk about the seriousness of gambling and as you go along we'll then talk a little bit about what were some of the red flags for you and something that you say in your story and we'll leave it at the end of that to talk about which is generational curse and people may not understand we talk about generational curse we think of one thing but i want to allow you to take us through that journey so begin with what was life like being married to a gambler? 
you know, I got married at a very young age. And um, so there's a naivety as well around that. Um, I grew up in a family where my dad, my uncle, remember, all went to the bookies or gambled. And it was a norm. So I didn't see that as anything significant. Um, and um, so when I, um, when I met my, my husband, uh, he also gambled, but his dad also gambled as well. And it wasn't, I think, I said it wasn't significant. It was, but it didn't register with me because my mom had been through it as well. And I saw what she'd been through, yeah. Uh, but I thought I could change my husband. That was the thing quickly changing it because it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad like, like, like my mom's was. I thought I could change him. And um, so just during the course of our early part of our marriage, he was gambling and um, he's gambling more and more. But I thought, you know, I didn't, I didn't see any significance at that point. It was when he started to heavily gamble, like uh, he borrowed £5,000, which was a lot of money at that time. To, to borrow a car, he borrowed the money, all that money went, couldn't account for it. It was like he was never there, he was always at the bookies, um, he was always, uh, the children were, when I was working, the children were with him outside the bookies for hours and end. And I think I would have probably carried on with that sort of lifestyle because there were red flags, but I didn't, I didn't pick them up significantly at that time. Uh, only due to the facts, that when I um, became pregnant, no, sorry, no, that's not quite right. I, um, we, he had lost, the, we had um, agreed to look at trust because the trust was a big thing in the relationship because he's always spending the money, gambling the money. Right, we, we had to establish yeah. trust, uh-huh. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and so what happened then was that we agreed that, that we agreed to do a joint account for all our bills so that we could trust each other, trust him and could work together. That bell, British um, class very quickly, within a couple of months, uh, all the money gone, literally. The bank was writing to me, and this was really uh, uh, scary for me, because now, because I wasn't in control now, uh, all, the, all the money gone, my bills have been paid, they're writing us with this bill and that bill. And a lot long after that period, I was pregnant. This, mm. was not, this wasn't a planned pregnancy. And we had his family staying with us from, from the Caribbean and they were living with us at the time. And um, this happened and I thought, gosh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know what I mean? Had, you know, pregnancy at a time like this with all this money gone and, um, you know, and it means that I would have to be out of work as well. I was in a brand new job, brand mm -hmm. new job, just started it, bought a brand new car, and all, the, all, all that entailed and all this happened. I was, a bit, I was a bit anxious, to say the least. Uh, I think the turning point came for me. It wasn't the fact that we were going through, that, that was bad enough, losing all that money. And um, the turning point came for me when he insisted on um, taking that alone to send home to his father. Okay. To yeah. And I felt scared. I felt frightened because now, because I knew I would not be working. Um, right. And... He had to rely, rely on him to do, and her, um, now his gambles all, all out, and when we're in debt, owing the mortgage, owing 
electric bill, gas bill, everything going better. And this was at a time where now you're pregnant. So yes. you have all these debts that's already out of range, as gambling is out of control, and you now have to become dependent on this man yeah. that is supposed to be the provider, but is actually leaking everything out. For the okay. first time, I would not be able to support my family. That, that was the fear. I've always worked, okay? And um, the fear was I'd be out of work as a pregnancy. And because I, I was in a brand new job, I would have no um, um, money from the company. Right. Yeah. So, um, and so the fear, the real fear and threats came when he, when he, when he wanted us to, to take out a loan. And when I didn't agree, he said, well, we need to sell the house. Wow. The house that you're living in. So where yeah. are we going to live at this time? To go, to go and live in, in, a, in a council house. Council house is, is a government accommodation. It's okay. very poor, very poor conditions and, and not, not very good areas. And we had made a decision and when we got married that we wouldn't. We went to visit a couple when we first um, planned to get married and the poor conditions in poor areas. We said, no, we'll save and buy our own property. We're not going to live in that condition. So now it was advocating that that's where we could go and live. Same place you said that you planned not to be in. Now you're faced in, in a condition to have to be making that choice to go there. Still pregnant. Still pregnant. Still pregnant. I don't know what happened to me, but you know, the fear, the fear, the, the threat to our safety, to our home, to, to where, what's going to happen to us in with debt around us. It, it just took hold of me. I, I, I thought I couldn't, I can't take this anymore. You know, I can't live like this, like this. And um, the fact that I was pregnant is hard because I was mm -hmm. thinking, well, this is, a, this is a decision I didn't want to, a position I didn't want to be in right now because I couldn't afford to be. In. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't afford to be. In. And I got this man that's not supporting us. And so the thoughts were about termination something you know which, which i never wanted to even think about right. i think i was getting desperate i think it was a desperation um of what to do and how to manage and to keep income keep an income um and i spoke to my mom mom was dead silent mom was silent she didn't say a word you know my, my, my stepfather said well, how are you going to you're, you're pregnant how are you going to manage you're going right. you know you're asking him to go tell him to leave Say so that you know, and you're in the state, you know, you don't have no money. You know, you know, I just thought at times, you know, sometimes, you know, when, as a, when you're pregnant, the hormones take over. <laughs> <laughs> they sure do. They sure do. <laughs> it happens, yes. <laughs> I was in price and polite mode with, with all those home. What's, you know, I, I, was, I was in fear. That's I really yeah. was in here. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and I couldn't, I couldn't live this life any longer. And <laughs> despite my situation perhaps might be worse, I uh -huh. thought I, I drew the line at that point. I drew the you line. Know, Jackie, you said something. I just want to touch a little bit on it. Um, and I'm sure our listeners may have caught that in the beginning. I want to pull it out a little bit and highlight it. And that you said something. You said that your mom experience that as well because yeah. your father and other males in your family life on your side mm -hmm. also had bookies 
and now you marry a man who's also gambling and his father also gambles Mm -hmm. okay so on both sides Mm -hmm. your side is yeah so now what happened have you ever thought like you know my kids what what is that like I've never heard of, I've heard of people gambling, right? Let's just be honest. I've heard of people gambling. I've heard of extreme stories or I've seen it on television, so to speak. Don't know anyone personally, but I've never really heard of someone having it on all sides. <laughs> you... Yeah, that's interesting. That's... I've never Seriously, to this is this is you. This for me, this is unique, right? I've never yeah. heard of someone like okay. Well, you know, I was married to a gambler, you know, and I experienced this, and we lost this, and we lost that. It took a toll on our marriage, took a toll on our relationship, all that, our finances. I've heard that, but I've never heard. Okay, but I'm also coming from a family of gamblers, and his entire and his family's gamblers as well. It's like you're boxed in. Like gamblers, how did you maintain your, what was your mental state, your fear for your kids? Um, is this possible that they will too, right, being raised in this environment that they will at some point become gamblers themselves? And, you know, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? What was your mental state? How did you navigate this? What, what was going on? I tell you, um, fear, there's a grip of fear, okay? Um, because culturally and around me, as you say, that was norm. That was that was my norm. Okay, mm. it took me a lot longer to deal with the, the reality of my situation. Okay, and so my kids were all part of that because they would get, they were at the bookies every week, whenever in the week, whenever he was going, they were, you know he'd take them along. They'd be outside in the car, especially if I wasn't around. So wait, wait, that- wait. he would take the kids along with him. To the bookies. Yeah, and they sat in the car outside because they couldn't go in because of their age. And they sat outside waiting on him. For how long? Could be hours. My gosh. How old were the kids at this time? They were there. They're all, gosh, they're young. I'll tell you now because they'd be four, four, nine, four, nine, age nine, that sort of age. Probably younger when they were younger, but because four, nine, so much he had his problems so much he was so much into gambling he would take the kids along with him leave them in the yes. car unattended mm-hmm. oh yes and hours yeah. gambling while mm-hmm. the kids are outside unattended mm-hmm. <sighs> wow wow and this was your norm jackie it's this well it was to be honest you know what i mean and as much as I would fight, fight some of that and challenge some of his behaviour and the spending, you know, it was, it, it wasn't normal. It, it caused us some challenges in the relationship it did. Trust was a big one. Perhaps in our relationship it did. I can't say it didn't, but I, I, stood, I put up with it for so many years until I felt my, my life was threatened really by mm-hmm. him wanting to, to, you know, to have us out of home out of that, no money, no, no, no bill, no, no, no all that debt, total debt. Then I mortgage to lose our home anyway because the mortgage wasn't paid, the gas, the electric, nothing was paid, no money. 
So you tell me all this gambling, there was nothing coming in. There was never wins. Not that yeah, that. Not that. Yes, there was yeah, wins. There was okay. wins. Okay. There was some wins. Oh yes, there was wins. Yeah. Uh -huh. But the, but but the losses are over. You know, overwhelm the wins. You know, because it's a too many cause too many problems in the in the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so you know, my children weren't safe. Mm -hmm. They weren't safe. You know, clearly he wanted us out of the home. What is it to borrow money? I mean, we had a debt to borrow money and, and debt to send, not, not to push to leave, to eat, but to send home to his father, to buy a van. Oh, so the priorities as well was messed up. So while we're living in debt, about to lose our home and everything else, it's not as if he's now doing this now to kind of like get us out of debt, but okay. it's to, for other priorities which yes. is back home for his dad to get a van mm -hmm. that is not going to benefit us here. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So where was Jackie in all of this? Where were Jackie, you? Oh, Jackie was a, a, a total mess, a total mess really. Um, by this, by this time now, um, when I couldn't take it anymore, as it has been, you know, said it was over, done. Um, I was in total mess. Um, he left months, uh, only matter months later to go into another relationship, would you believe it? And left every week. He's supposed to give us money, give us money, give us money. And no money came. And, um, you know, now I, by this time I was out of work. Um, I was very stressed, um, you know, because every, the finances were now. He left. We, left, we originally had two incomes in this household down to nothing and I couldn't get any money from the social security because I had a husband that was working so I I couldn't you know I had child benefit which is a small small income to get pay for the children's lunch at school I couldn't get I couldn't get any help if I had a, some help I could have had that for free but I couldn't get anything there wasn't any benefits and then um the challenge came was when the food ran out. The food gradually ran out in the cupboards. There's nothing left, no money to do anything else. And I was just too embarrassed, ashamed to say, ask for help. I, I really was, to be honest. And yeah. during this time, I was going through lots of ter emotional turmoil, you know, asking for money, you know, from him. And he said, every week it's coming, never came. And um, I then, my sister had to remind me because I blocked it out. That I applied to court for some court for um or what you call it um for some money from him. Okay. Call it, I can't remember what it's called now. Get some get some payment for, from him. Right. And he went, yeah, I called, went to the court and I probably and I collapsed at the court. I was now eight minutes pregnant and I collapsed in court. And um my mom came with me to the benefits office see if I can get some help for benefits and it wasn't and because i tried and the Tommy no and it wasn't until that later point after my mom after i shared it with my family with my family being my mom and my sister that I had nothing to feed the kids with they came, they were troopers they came on board they you know supplied me with food and my mom took paid, paid for my car loan i had a brand new car she said i'll pick over the car loan so you go back to work yeah and the food came but i was slow 
I was low and I couldn't even say. So, you know, the emotion that I was going through, the distress, um, and partly maybe because I was pregnant as well, you know, yeah. he, he okay. didn't care, didn't right. care about the baby at all. Um, and it went to a point that I felt I couldn't cope emotionally. I, I just felt went down low, trying to look after my children and they missed their dad, you know, um, and to the point that says, I, can't, I, I couldn't love this baby. I just had no connection with this baby whatsoever. I was kind of like, I can't, I can't just care for him, you know. And the father, and his father, um, the father told somebody that it wasn't his child, you know. So to add to my, my grief and my misery, you know. And at one point, I actually missed him. Would you believe I actually missed him? Um, and the kids surely did. Um, and I thought, you know, I just couldn't do it. So I contacted the children's services, you know, for my son um, to take care of him, to be honest, because I felt I couldn't. And I couldn't share this with anybody. I couldn't talk to anybody about it. It's just, I felt so alone. I felt so ashamed. I need to be strong. My mother was strong. She had six of us, six kids. She worked two jobs. She carried my dad when, he, you know, dad, she carried my dad. She carried the family. And um, she was a strong, emotionally strong, you know, and there's me, a wreck, a mess, really, you know, and um, feeling that I couldn't cope and she, you know, she managed. So I was too ashamed to say anything. All my, my sisters were strong as well. And there's me feeling weak and vulnerable. Yeah. So you went through this period of, of comparison, even though you had the support of your mom, the support of your sisters, you were still feeling your own feelings. And that's, that, that's, that, that is normal, right? Because you're going through a pregnancy. You mentioned the fact that, hey, I, I actually still missed him. Like some people listen, but like, oh no, no. But you, you're being transparent here. And I certainly applaud you for that. Uh, you missed him. The kids were missing him. But yet still, you couldn't love this baby with everything you're going through. Couldn't love this baby the way that you wanted to really love this baby. And like you said, it could be, you know, mixed emotions, this whole hormone, as well as just everything that you're dealing with. That right there will put anyone in a different mental state. How did you find the strength to be where you are today, to be able to even share the story? How did you maneuver? How did, what was your strength? We know the breaking point. We know the the journey and can only just by hearing it. I mean, I'm, I'm listening to you, but I'm thinking, and I'm, what if it was me? What would I have done? How could I, I cannot, I cannot even begin to fathom to process it. You know, um, it's heavy, it's heavy, it's heavy. From my perspective, it's heavy. Just hearing it, just having you here, sharing it, reading it, um, it's heavy. So how how did you find your strength, Jackie? Do you know something? <clears throat> you know, in the vulnerability, there is strength. We believe it. Because I come from a line of strength, strong women. And, you know, having you know, my mother supporting me in a practical sense, and my sister said, come on, right, we're going to deal with these finalities now. Let's sit down and work it out. I went back to work when I was six weeks, after six weeks after the baby was born, my son was born, and I started, I started to work. My husband kept bothering me to sell the house all the time. 
And it's so good. he then left his job so he couldn't pay me any money. And so I made up my mind then that I'm keeping this house, my children are keeping this house. And he wanted me to pay him out. I agreed to pay him out. I didn't have to because I didn't have to do anything unless I remarried or my baby was 17 years old. He couldn't wait. And he could only have a nominal amount of money because he was, he was claiming social security. And he could only allow so much money. He says, okay, that's what I'm doing. I started to work with support of my mum, my sister. I'm going to work. But even though I was working, it was hard because I had a young baby and, and two children depended on me entirely. And I had no house, no, no father. I then chose, I then chose to say, I need some help, some therapeutic help, because my mum wasn't that wasn't giving me that. My sisters couldn't give that, but they were of the same ilk as my as my mum. I was the vulnerable one. And I started to get some therapy. And boy, and I boy, I needed that to deal with all the, the pain and the hurt that I was going through. And you know, and that that helped me on my journey. And then my mum standing beside me, strong, practical. Sometimes you just need to be very practical. You've got to eat, <laughs> you've got to pay those pills, you know what I mean? So all tears can't do that for you. Right, 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 right. Cry for a minute, but reality is these bills yeah. have to be paid. You need yeah. to eat. <laughs> and you know, when you're used to, when you're used to working and being independent and not relying on government to give you the money. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. But I, I was determined to mean to rise out of this. And I worked my way through it. I had my therapy. And I came out feeling, you know, I paid him off. Within 12 months, I paid my husband off, got him out of my life, kept coming back to the house before that, because he could, because it was his home, put the key right. in the front door, yeah? And I paid him off, and my God, did I feel strong. Did I feel Ooh. strong? Did I feel strong? This man no longer had any rights in this household, in this house. My children didn't have to stay with him, be taken to the bookies anymore, okay? I had to be strong. I had to be mother and father in this situation. Okay. And I worked and I looked after my children and I felt good, you know, and, and I didn't have to worry about being in debt. Yeah. I navigated being single. Wow. So from being married, going through the experience, going through the trauma, going through the trust factor, having that broken, uh, disassociating with the child carrying this child and then having that support, but support that's so practical to the point and blunt, get it together, cry if you have, but after the tears, we've got to get this done. Just having that support, your sisters say, hey, let's put this together. Let's, let's make a plan. Let's get this action plan. Let's take some steps, strategies, apply this, do this, yes. do this. You having that drive and that will and saying, you know what? I've got to go out there. I have children depending on me yes. and I'm going to get work. And here's the key part I love as well, therapy. Now, a lot of people will bash it. I don't know what it is like in the UK, but I think it's during um, COVID that America itself has experienced this big thing now, a wave yes. of therapy. But before, and especially in the black communities, yes. this was something that's shone upon for a while, for years, like therapy. No, we don't discuss what's happening in the house stays in the house and that concept and again also culture right whether you're from the west indies or not it was mostly always in the black communities that therapy was 
not not a, a source that we would look to tap into. But I realized that during COVID, a lot of people. Yes, yes, they have been. So, you know, and looking at you. Wow. Wow. And wow. Had to be God. Had to be God taking you through, navigating you through this. And to even get you to the place now where you write this in this book. That so many women can pick up this book and read and be empowered and be encouraged and uplifted. It is amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Jackie, I'm so proud of you. So proud of what you've accomplished. And, you know, knowing that you were in the space as well as a social worker, you know, providing support and resources to families and so on. And then to actually go through this. And I just think the the thing that sticks out for me about your story is yes, seeing the empowerment, seeing how you, the drive and the passion and all that, but I'm still stuck on the fact that, wow, it was circle. It was- you know something, Denise? You've highlighted something to me that I didn't even think of. You know? <laughs> I mean, come- Jackie, did you not see this? No. <laughs> Your dad was a gambler. Your brother, his brothers and whatever were gambling, right? Your husband was a gambler. His daddy was a gambler. Your mama dealt with raising kids while living with a gambler. And, and also you should that your mom was holding down your dad, right? Supporting, right? To the yeah. point and Jackie hearing it, and you're telling me even writing that you did it didn't dawn on you. <laughs> well, we need book two. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Breaking you know, the generational <laughs> curse of a gambler. How about that? <laughs> you you can take the rights to that one. I'll give it to you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, thank God we're at this space where we can laugh and talk about it. But yeah, yes, I mean I- it. You know, it's something, you know, Jackie, I know you, um, you want to talk a little bit about mental health and we'll talk about that. And then, um, you know, we'll, as we're getting ready to wrap up our conversation, we'd love to have you back on again to talk about different aspects of that. Cause there's some things that we didn't even get to touch on today. So definitely would love to have you back on to do another recording, but, um, I'll give you the space to talk a little about mental health. And then after which, um, one of the things that I like to do with our audience is to basically at the end of it, I ask my guests to give them a call to action, you know, something that you want them to walk away with today. So talk a little bit about the mental health of it for me, and then we'll go right into that. I think, it, you know, it's, it's important, you know, that when, when we go through trauma of any sort, okay, that the impact on us emotionally can be significant. And in my case, right, I think there's a t- it was combined not only with the, 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 the drama of the um, gambling and and his behaviour, but also I was going through, um, I was pregnant as well. So that combined, because it made me then not almost not want to have my child, you know, I nearly lost my child as a result of it. It took me to a place where I couldn't think straight. I wasn't connecting with myself. I was, you know, I, I was actually losing weight during this pregnancy. I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, couldn't think straight. 
and I was too ashamed to say to my family I need help with this I need to I need some support because poss possibly because emotionally they were they they, they, did, they don't connect emotionally it's all very practical but what I think is important that as we um as women you know uh, as going through these difficult challenges that we need people around us really to identify to recognize that this is a difficult season that we're in different period that we're in and offer the right support so we can just talk about it and share those experiences without being ashamed of it okay I think it's so important and I think I never I never had that at the time so that, that's probably why it took me to the level that it did to that you know I felt very very vulnerable very vulnerable at that time you, you know um for me um as you heard in the intro I strongly believe that there's therapeutic value in shared stories. Um, I add to that by saying knowing when to share, where to share, why we share is important. And you said that um, being vulnerable, having that space where you can be true to your condition, true to your situation, true to your circumstance and speak true to where you are is what also empowered you. Hey, um, and as you and um, I'm, I'm just really, really, really thankful for you for coming on and sharing that to our audience so that they can be empowered by it. And just, just be honest with where they are in life and honest with their situation, honest with their circumstance, because that's where you begin. That's where the power begins. When you can just be truthful to it and understand the impact that it will have on different areas. So I certainly thank you so much for coming on. Um, before we close, Jackie, I just want to ask you, what is it that you want our listeners to walk away with today from our conversations, from your experience, as much yes. as we were able to share in the short time? I think it's important as women, as people, we don't judge, we don't just judge, judge just women. It's easy to judge their situation, okay? And because you don't know what's going on, you need to be able to hold that a hand to our sisters, you know, in, when they're struggling, without the judgment, you know, so they can also, um, you know, especially as Christian women, that's what, that's what we need, we need that hand, um, so that we, so they can feel safe enough to be able to be vulnerable, you know. Uh, also, I think there's a, there's um, a strength in, in the generational strength from our mothers, our sisters, that we can call upon, you know, it's in us already, it's there. You know, you might be feeling at the bottom of the pit, but it's already there. We've come from a, from a culture of oppression, you know, um, you know, and with that, there's strength, there's resilience already there. Let's, let's, let's walk alongside each other and hold each other up. It's so important, I think, you know, rather than the judgment, you know, and putting each other down, you know, um, so vulnerability is just being able to open up and be genuine and share with the right, with the right time, the right people. So, so true. Just to, so that so they can also be able to share their story and feel safe and secure and helping them to move on, you know, to grow, to develop. And I also just feel that, you know, just holding a hand to somebody else is so significant. The whatever the situation is, yeah, thank you so much. Oh my goodness, so powerful, so powerful. 
I love it. I love what I'm hearing. Collaboration over competition. Anyway, when we collaborate, when we come together and create that community and know as women, we can empower each other and not fight against each other, but build each other up and make that space safe enough that we can share how we can learn and grow together. That's volume. Oh, thank you so much. Jackie, so if our listeners want to get in touch with you, how would they get in touch with you? Whether for what you're doing now, I know we know you retire, but you know, you're still out there <laughs> working even harder than you than you were when you were, as you said, in the beginning. So how would our listeners get in touch with you? They want a copy of your book. I'm sure they can probably, you know, reach out to you by a website or email or something. Share with us. How would they get wow. in touch? <laughs> I'm, I'm very old. I said to you in the beginning, I'm very old school. I'm still, um, having achieved all the social media uh, um, <laughs> platforms yet. But um, email, my email is Jackie, Jackie B Law, L A W, at live.co.uk. I'm going to be looking at my um, Instagram page, <laughs> right? And, and that's as far as it goes at the moment in terms of contacts. But they okay. can contact you via that. Say that email again one more time. Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E, Jackie B Law at live.co.uk. Perfect. You heard it right here. And I also put it in our show notes so that they can uh, certainly send you an email. And I encourage you, please, ladies, if you were listening today and this show has been a blessing to you, inspire you some way, shape or form, we ask that you will send us an email at w2wpodcastshow at gmail.com. But more importantly, I'm asking you to go over to Apple and give us a review. Encourage Jackie on here today. Let her know that, you know, this story, her journey has inspired you, how it has inspired you. And so I definitely want to hear from you. It's not easy, but she did it. Through the grace of God, she did it. And her children are older now. <laughs> and yeah. she book out of it so out of her pain she was able to bring purpose right and yes. that purpose was to share her story with us on today jackie lawrence i thank you so much for being a guest on the woman to woman podcast we certainly welcome you for another recording a little bit more we'll go more into detail into that but if you have not got your copies yet you want to jump onto amazon as well and you can purchase your book for the Navigating Life Anthology Series Three, and that is again for emotions and emotional roller coaster. Motherhood change and emotional roller coaster. Motherhood change and emotional roller coaster. Forgive me. Ask me about mine. I'll tell you what mine is: navigating life, health, loss, and grief. Okay. Until next time, stay tuned to Woman to Woman podcast. Hello. So thank you again for listening uh, to this podcast. And we certainly thank you and hope to see you next time. Until then, I'm your host, Denise Hanks Lawrence. Thank you and have a great day. And 
we have come to the end of another recording. Certainly want to thank you for your continued support, continue to download, to share, and to give us a five-star rating, all right? <laughs> Again, thank you for your support. Continue to send us your email at w2wpodcastshow at gmail.com. That's w, the number two, wpodcastshow at gmail.com. Follow us on all our social media platform on Instagram at W2W Podcast. Okay? And think about sponsoring us as well. Okay? Look at the show notes or go to Patreon and just put in Women to Women Podcast Show and you'll see us and you can sponsor us from as little as $5 and on. Continue to be blessed. Have a wonderful week, a wonderful day. And hey, continue to be awesome. All right? Take care now. I'm your host, Denise King-Salarence. Bye for now. Okay. Thank you so much again for listening and have a wonderful day.